Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016, I helped him launch his very first membership. He had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership. In his first launch, he got 130 members, bringing him in about 60,000 in income every year. Now, He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast episode 18. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast, uncovering the secrets of effortless social media marketing for your business. And here is your host, Teresa Heath-Waring. Hello and a really warm welcome to this week's episode of the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast. And I am your host, Teresa Heath-Waring. I am back in the UK and back in my office, which means hopefully we won't get lots of background noise like we did last week after my fantastic trip to the States. The trip was a bit of a work thing and a bit of a pleasure thing, which was nice. And I got to meet up, as I said last week, with some amazing people, both Pat Flynn and Amy Porterfield, who in my industry are complete rock stars. So to spend some time with them was fantastic. If you don't know who these people are, then please go and check them out because they really are phenomenal. This week, I am going to talk about something that I did a talk on in October of last year when I spoke at Converted, which was in Minneapolis. And I've decided that I'm going to do it for this week's podcast because I'm super passionate about it. And it's a process that I'm actually going to be using soon myself. So it's really good to refresh myself on the process and what it's like. So this week, I'm going to be talking about how you can use a four stage process and webinar in order to take someone from an email address right the way through to a paying customer. Like I said, it's something I'm super passionate about. Not only have I used it for clients, but I'm also using it for myself. Not quite where I need to be yet, but I promise you it's coming soon. So let me explain the four stages of how we take someone from just being someone in our email list right the way through to actually purchasing from us. So the first thing we do is we start by warming up 
the list. I never ask people how big your list is. I ask them how warm it is. The next thing we do is we'll look at a pre-webinar phase. Then the third step is the webinar go live. And then step four is how you make the most of the post-webinar phase. So let's get started. The list warm-up phase. Like I said, when did you last think, how warm is your list? It may sound like a very stupid question, but actually in recent light of the GDPR, I would say now is probably where most people have the warmest list because the people who wanted to stay on are the people who hopefully love you, like you, want to buy from you. But what I would do is, the first thing I would look at doing is requalifying their emails. So if you do have a big list and you're perhaps over in the States and you didn't do the GDPR, then it's always great. And as standard, probably once a year at least, going back through your emails and requalifying them is a great way to keep your data nice and warm and ensure that the people who are taking up space on your list are people that want to be there. And the way that you could requalify them is by doing something like sending them another lead magnet. Now, in episode two of the podcast, you will find a episode all about lead magnets. So if you're not sure what a lead magnet is or you're not sure how to come up with one, then please go and check out that episode and I will link in the show notes. But yeah, basically we will create a lead magnet. So something that you're giving away for free that the customer or prospect would want. So it could be things like cheat sheets, checklists, video training, how-to guides, swipe files, toolkits, ebooks, reports, loads of different things. But basically you're going to offer them something in order to check their interest. So you can obviously use lead magnets in order to build your email list, but in this particular use we're going to do it just to make sure that they're interested. Also, if you offer different types of service, then it's possible that you could ask them whether they want this type of lead magnet or this type of lead magnet. So you can try and understand a bit more about what's important to them. Then once we requalify, we're going to start to ask them questions. We're going to want to try and get to know them. So in your emails, on your requalifying emails and general emails, ask them what are they struggling with? What do they need help with? How can you help them? And really try and get to know them, get to understand them. And as I've mentioned before, lots of times, I'm sure, then you want to know who it is you're talking to. Because if you know who you're talking to and what they need, then you know what you're going to be able to offer them that they will then hopefully purchase from you. And like I said, listen to what they have to say. Use their own words sort of back to them. So if they say, you know, I'm really struggling, I feel overwhelmed, I feel like this, that and the other, then when you're talking to them in your emails, say those words, say, if you're anything like me, you might feel overwhelmed. The other thing that you can do in this requalifying bit or warming up bit is give them amazing, consistent content. So it could be a blog, it could be a podcast, it could be Facebook Lives, whatever it is, make sure it's consistent and make sure that you are doing it every single week or every month or every other day, whichever sort of uh, level you want to pitch and make sure you're putting it out there and tell them about it. Make sure it adds value and make sure you email them every time you do something. 
Of course, the other thing you want to do is make sure that you're including it on your social media because who here gets a 100% open rate on their emails? No one. So you want to be using other platforms. Don't just rely on the fact that they're going to open an email. I think sometimes our goal in marketing is to get people on an email list that once they're on, we forget to market to them anywhere else. So one of the things that I would be doing to make sure that they see the content I'm putting out there is I'd be sharing it on social media. I might be advertising it on social media. And the other thing I might do is I might upload my email list direct to Facebook and create a custom audience. Now, um, you might not know what this is, but basically you can upload your data, create an audience and Facebook will look and see off your list who they know and they will say we know 70% of those people let's say and you will then be able to send adverts direct to people that are currently on your list and like I said it's just another way to make sure that they're seeing the concept that you're putting out there. Also one sort of side note to mention here is Facebook do like really, really big lists. So if you have a small email list, this might not work as well for you, just so you're aware. Okay, so you're going to connect through other platforms. You're going to look at things like uploading the data, do some advertising, even using things like Insta stories to say, hey, I've got a new blog post. Or if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that I often do it for the podcast. So once you've warmed that list up nicely and this phase needs to take as long as possible and I know that can be frustrating because if we're wanting to launch something we want to do it tomorrow but for me and my experience I found that the longer that you can warm up that list the longer that they know you're credible and you know what you're talking about the more success you're going to have when you do ultimately launch. So let's move on to phase two pre-webinar phase. This is where we give them what they want. Bit of a stupid statement, Teresa, but what we're basically doing is in the first phase, we're asking them what they want. So when it comes to creating the webinar for them, give them what they want. Give them the answers to the problems that they had in phase one. So whatever their biggest concern was, that's the thing you want to address in your webinar. So during the webinar phase, the launch phase of your webinar, we're going to do several things. We're going to look at email series that we can offer to those people to get them to sign up. We're going to be looking at advertising and again, social media. So let's start with the emails. First off, you're going to have a series of emails that you send out to your list telling them that you're going to do a webinar. You're going to do it obviously more than once. You're probably going to give yourself a window of two or three weeks. I probably wouldn't go any more than three weeks out. So once you've done your promotional emails that you're sending out to people saying, please sign up to my webinar. And again, like I said, you're going to space at least two, three, four emails over the time that you're doing. Once someone's actually signed up, the next trick is to make sure that they attend live because the stats that are involved with people attending live and then buying from you while you're live on the webinar are really high. So you really want to get those people onto the webinar and watching live. And also if you're running a webinar, it's so much nicer when there's interaction. So your next set of emails are going to be encouraging them to come and join the webinar live. There are a few things that you could do 
here, you could tell people that they'll get a bonus if they turn up live that won't be available on the replay. You could just remind them of the fact that you're going to be on live and therefore you will be available to answer questions. So they really do want to make sure they turn up. And the other thing you're going to do within these emails is just remind them. I don't know about you, but you sign up for a webinar here, sign up for a webinar there, and then you forget when they were and then you might miss them. So I would normally do several emails, again, depending on how far out you're going to start promoting this. But I would definitely do one maybe two days before and then an hour before to remind them to come on and watch the webinar live. Okay, as before within the warm-up phase, we're also going to be using advertising and social media. Again, just because they have the email doesn't mean they're going to open it and see that webinar. Again, custom audiences are great if you can use them, but if not, you might just have to do some general advertising. And of course, there's no reason why someone who isn't on your list might want to attend the webinar as well. Using video is a great way to advertise a webinar. So doing a very short 30 second clip around this is what the webinar is going to be about. This is why you want to come on it and sign up here. And then you can use that video to advertise. Another reason you want to use video to advertise is because of the opportunity to remarket to those people. So one of the great things about Facebook advertising is if you're advertising a video, you are able to create, again, a custom audience based on the people that have already watched the video. So obviously, if they've watched 50% of a video, they're going to be fairly interested in the subject that you're talking about. No one is going to sit and watch a video for any length of time if it doesn't apply to them or interest them. And then what you can do is you can re-advertise the webinar in a different way where you can basically then send it back to those people and say, make sure you sign up, don't forget to sign up or something like that. So like I said, advertising and videos on social media work perfectly together. Also, if you can do a live video, then even better. I know that when I talk about live videos, people literally look terrified and run the other way. But I promise you lives are fantastic. In fact, they are watched three times longer than a standard video. So if you can bring yourself to do a live, then please try that as well. And then, of course, the next thing that we can do is advertise it in everywhere else that you can think about. Think about pushing the webinar on your email signature. Why not change up your cover photos on Twitter and LinkedIn and Facebook? Do Insta stories about it. Why not tease the content on Insta stories that it's coming up? If you have a website pop up, why not change the pop up so that it's a sign up to your webinar? And obviously, if you are doing the sign ups and you are getting people to sign up and they go to a thank you page, why not on that thank you page have a social share button so that they can share it with their friends as well? OK, so the third phase we're really cracking through them now. So webinar go live. This obviously is a fairly short one because it's while you're on the webinar. But try and encourage hashtags, conversations and questions. Why not create a particular hashtag for the webinar that people can use when they're tweeting out about it or putting it on Instagram? 
encourage them to do this and encourage them to join in the conversation, encourage them to ask questions. Because again, even though at this point you're in kind of almost sales mode, it doesn't mean that you don't want to still learn. And obviously you're going to have a recording of this webinar where you can go back and view what people were saying. And obviously you can go back on social media and see what they were saying. Also, it's going to really um, interest other people looking in. So if they did miss the webinar, but they suddenly see loads of hashtags or some comments or whatever, then they might be more inspired, if you like, to go back and watch the replay. Okay, on to the final phase, phase four post-webinar phase. Now, it doesn't stop there. Once you've done the webinar and at the end of the webinar, you've sold your thing, your product, your service. You can't then put your feet up as the sales roll in. Wouldn't it be lovely? In fact, this phase is almost as important, if not more important than the previous phases. And in this phase, we're going to look at three areas. We're going to look at email series again, remarketing, the replays and then some really cool next level stuff. Now, when it comes to post-webinar, you're going to have two audiences that you're focusing on. You're going to have those that attended the webinar, that signed up and attended, and then you're going to have those that signed up but didn't attend. And obviously, like I said, at the end of the webinar is where you're going to sell the thing. So for the people that attended, they obviously saw the webinar and if they then didn't buy, the emails you're going to be sending them is obviously going to be sending them the replay, but you're then going to be focusing on the sale because they were on the webinar, they saw it, but they didn't buy. When you're focusing on the sale in these emails, I would do it more about addressing concerns, asking questions, reassuring them why they might do it. Because if they've gone to the effort to watch your webinar, then there's obviously something stopping them from buying. Even encourage them to reply to your email, answer questions, tell you why they didn't buy. Then the people who signed up to the webinar but didn't attend live, they obviously don't know that at the end of the webinar, you launched a product or a service or a sale. And therefore, when you email those people, you should really focus on the webinar first and probably a good half of your email, why they should watch the replay, what was so brilliant about the webinar. And then you want to mention the sale because like I said, they don't know that the sale existed. So you need to be a little bit softer in terms of telling them about the product or service that you've just launched. And like I said, you're going to send out a series of emails aimed at these people. So once you've understood the two audiences, you're going to send out emails to those two different types of audiences. Also, don't forget your full email list as well. Just because they didn't sign up to the webinar doesn't mean they won't be interested in the thing that you're selling, the service or product. So obviously, you've got a third email in this where it's just a general sales email to the rest of your list. Okay, so let's focus on what we want to include in those emails. One of the great sales tactics is the fear of missing out. So in the emails, you could talk about the number of people that have already signed up and maybe how excited they are, that sort of thing. 
The next thing that I have mentioned already is that you should address their concerns because addressing their concerns is a really big one. Most people try and shy away from this because they almost don't want to make people realise some of the reasons why you wouldn't want to sign up, i.e. do I have the time? Is it too expensive? But by addressing them, you can squash some of those fears because you might have someone thinking it's too expensive, but yet you know that your service could save them loads of money in the long run. So by addressing them, you are able to hopefully convert a few more sales. Another thing that's really good to include is social proofing. And what I mean by this is just testimonials. So if you've got people who have used this service before, if this is not the first time of it opening, then by all means in your emails, put some of those testimonials in. If you've got hard facts and stats, even better. So if you can say someone got this result because they did this on your course or your service, then that would really help as well. And one of the last things that I would try and do in the email series, as well as on the webinar itself when you're going to selling, is create urgency. If people think they've got time, then they're going to go off and they're going to get distracted by their everyday life, or they're not going to remember to come back, or when they do come back, it's going to be too late. So you really want to create urgency to try and get people to do it there and then. Now, one of the most favourite ways of doing this is by closing the cart. So let's say, for instance, you are going to be selling a membership site or a course. Now, lots of people close the cart, so they'll only allow people to buy within a certain length of time. And one of the reasons they do this is for urgency, so that people do sign up. Whereas if it was open all the time, they might think, oh, I'll wait and then we'll see how we get on or whatever. Now, this is a great strategy. However, if you're brand new to this and you're just starting, it's a very um, brave strategy. That's the word I'm looking for, because basically you are going to shut the cart regardless. And if you say you're going to shut it, you really must shut it. Because what people need to know is when you say something, you're going to stick to it. So you can't say your price is never going to go below a certain point and then make it lower. You can't say you're going to close the cart and then carry it on for another two weeks. So like I said, if you are going to do that to create urgency, then it's a brave move if you've not done it before. But if you are not too concerned about sort of numbers and that sort of thing and, and closing the cart where you might not have that many, I mean, there's nothing stopping you from then reopening it a month or two later. But that's one of the strategies. Another strategy is people often do fast acting bonuses. So this might be a discount. This might be additional content. And obviously, one of the things that lots of people do is early bird prices, which again, I would recommend. So get in on this price. Otherwise, on this date, it's going to go up. But like I said, make sure that you don't then decide to keep the price lower because no one will believe you again in the future. They'll think, well, I'm not going to get this now because she said the cart was going to close and it didn't. Or I'm not going to rush to get it now because she said the price is going to go up and it didn't. OK, so we're nearly there. So the other thing that you can do is advertise again on social media. So you could put an advert out to those people who attended the webinar with the link to the sales. And then if they didn't attend the webinar, but they signed up, then you could always advertise them the replay. But again, with a mention of the sales as well. 
And as with the pre-webinar phase, you're obviously going to send them a fair few emails over the sales period. So if you are closing the cart, then you'll plan out how many emails you want to send them during that phase. Okay, I promised you some next level stuff, how to really crank this up and take it to the next level to try and get people to sign up to your product or service. So we are talking Messenger. Now, I know I've talked about this before and it's because it is such a good tool to use for marketing. One of the reasons it's so good is because it offers a conversation and they say that conversations are the new leads. If you can get people to talk to you, then you are very close to converting them. Now, if you do anything through Messenger currently, if you do advertising through Messenger, you are currently getting about an 80% open rate on your messages, which is massive. If we're talking emails, we're talking around 30 to 40%. So it's a big difference. The other thing is the click-through rate. That's currently sitting at about 50%, which again, if we're talking emails, we'd probably be talking around 4% if you're lucky. So Messenger really is a fantastic tool. So does this mean email's dead? All the talk we've just had in this podcast, you're probably thinking, why did you bother? Not at all. Email is still really important, but Messenger is just a new place for you to start marketing and reaching out to those people that you want to become customers. Now, if I was being cynical, I would say the reason the numbers are so good is because firstly, it's still fairly new. There aren't that many people using it, which means there are a low number of adverts. So we're not so sick of it. We're not so bombarded by it. And the other thing that I would mention is it's still marketing on borrowed ground. So again, the data still doesn't belong to you. And as I've mentioned before, you want to get people on your email list because you then own that data. Whereas on Messenger, you still don't. So one of the things that you can do using Messenger is you could put out an advert to your audience who had perhaps, let's say, looked at the sales page. So if you've created a sales page and you put a Facebook pixel on that page, I've talked before about Facebook Pixel, but basically all it is, is a bit of code that allows Facebook to see if they know anybody that's on that page. So let's say I go and visit a sales page and I don't sign up. If they've got a Facebook Pixel installed, it means that they can then send me an advert. Why not be so direct as to say, do you have a question? Was there a reason you didn't sign up? Why not click the send message button now and I will answer your questions for you. So this can be a really nice, engaging way to get those people involved. Now, the other thing you want to do is make sure someone is on the end of your messenger or otherwise you're going to be getting these messages in and no one's going to respond and you're certainly not going to convert. Now, you're not going to get loads of people using this. However, it really is worth it for just maybe the one or two that needed just a little bit of a nudge to convert. So that was a super fast whistle stop tour through the four phases of converting someone from an email address all the way through to a sales using a webinar. I really hope you found it useful. And I think there was some background noise again. How annoying is this? 
I promise it happens every single time other than when I record my podcasts super early in the morning as I've told you before to avoid children and family noise and then it's quiet outside but the problem is in the morning my voice is obviously very sleepy so I thought today I know I will wait till everyone's out the house and then I will record it and of course someone down the road is drilling or doing something so Yet again, I've got some background noise, so I hope it's not distracted you too much and fingers crossed you didn't hear it at all. So I really hope you enjoyed this week's podcast and I can't wait to hopefully record a quieter one again soon. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast with Teresa Heath-Waring from TeresaHeathWaring.com. 